This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Glory to God. I'm actually wondering tonight whether since we are not going to do our special next week because we are praying next week. It's the last day of the fast. It's the last Wednesday to the conference. It's the last Wednesday of the month. It's the last of everything. So, <laughs> so I don't know whether I should take some questions tonight or I should just go ahead and share God's word with us tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. So how many people are for sharing the word? How many people are for ask Pastor Shala? <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, God bless you. Let's have our seat. <laughs> More people. Now, somebody is watching. I don't say that. Oh, they have started voting in church. Again, it is none of your business. Why don't you do what the Bible says? Shut up and mind your business. That's what the Bible says. The mother trying to say, let's learn to be quiet and mind your own business. Amen. That's the only time some people come alive. When it's time to attack a church, they just come alive. Say, hey, so they've started voting. Which way to go? Holy Spirit is not leading them again. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Bless him in the name of the Lord. <laughs> Let's read Joshua. No, Judges, actually. Judges. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Chapter 20. There is a very uh, interesting story here. You must always study the Word of God, not only New Testament, but every passage. So, it's a long story, but I will start from around verse 16. Judges 20. Among all these people, there were 700 chosen men, left-handed. Everyone could sling stones at air breath and not miss. The Bible doesn't exaggerate. There were warriors in those days. Those who could shoot without missing. Hallelujah. Verse 17. And the men of Israel, beside the men of Benjamin, were numbered 400,000 men. That's huge. That drew sword. All these were men of war. They were not men of concerts. <laughs> Amen. In our generation, so many men are not strong. People could die defending their land in those days. In our time, many of us would run away. I don't think anybody wants to lay down his life for Nigeria. <laughs> Hallelujah. Like they will lay their life for another country, not here. <laughs> okay. Men of war, verse 18. And the children of Israel arose and went up to the house of God and asked counsel of God and said, Which of us shall go up first to battle against the children of Benjamin? And the Lord said, Judah shall go first. Next verse. When you see Judah in the Bible, it represents praise. 
But that's not even where we are going today. So how do we engage spiritual uh, warfare? How do we go about it? The Lord said, Judah, in the time of Ahab also, there were young people that asked a question also when they were about to go to war. I think the time of Robram. Who should go first? And God said, Judah. It's like God in the Old Testament was always telling that Judah should go first, which means in everything you want to do spiritually, let pray starts. Are you with me? Acts chapter 4, when they were about to pray, when they were threatened, they first said, Oh Lord, thou art God. You made heaven and earth. They began by worship. Don't let a situation push you. So begin to talk to God without observing the protocol of praise and thanksgiving. Did you hear what I've just said now? It's a demonstration of faith in itself. When you begin your prayer by giving praise to God, you are demonstrating one thing that no matter what has chased me to the place of prayer, I still recognize that with one finger of the Almighty God, I can come out of this prayer closer with the problem. having disappeared. Can I hear me? Yeah. Hallelujah. And God wants to be approached that way. Start your prayer on acknowledging the fact that don't begin to describe the problem. The one you are talking to does not see problem. Can I hear me again? Yeah. Are you following me? So God said, Judah shall go first. Let, let's, and the children of Israel rose up in the morning and encamped against Gibeah. Next verse. And the men of Israel went out in battle against Benjamin. Now notice, men of Israel against Benjamin. Benjamin was supposed to be one of the tribes in Israel. The last born of Jacob. And the men of Israel put themselves in array to fight against them at Gibeah. Next verse. And the children of Benjamin came forth out of Gibeah and destroyed down to the ground the Israelites. And that day, 20 and 2,000 men died of Israel. Wow. Now you will see why it's an interesting story. But these people asked God and they said they should go. Even to them, should go first. I will give you the background of the story now. When we finish reading the next verse, and the people, the men of Israel, encouraged themselves and set their battle again in array in the place where they put themselves in array the first time. So they regroup. Next verse, and the children of Israel went up and went before the Lord until evening <laughs> and asked counsel of the Lord. This is second time saying. Shall I go against a battle against the children of Benjamin, my brother? And the Lord said, go up against him. Next verse. And the children of Israel came near the children of Benjamin the second day. Next verse. And Benjamin went forth against them in Gibeah the second day and destroyed down to the ground of the children of Israel. Again, 18,000 men, all these that drew sword. How many men have died now? 40,000. <laughs> then all the children of Israel and all the people went up and came to the house of God and wept and sat there before the Lord and fasted that day till evening mm. and offered bond offerings and peace offering before the Lord. Next verse. And the children of Israel made an inquiry for the ark of the covenant of God was there in those days. Next verse. And Phineas, the son of Eliezer, son of, saying, Shall I yet go out to battle against the children of Benjamin, my brother, 
or shall I stop? And the Lord said, go up for, what's the last part there? Can you see the problem already? Okay, let's start this way. So, <laughs> there are 12 tribes, which you know very well, in Israel. Jacob gave out to 12 sons. In those days, they were always talking about girls. At least we know that he had one girl called Dina, who was raped by one guy. So, but we don't know how many girls. But 12 guys. So you have all of them, firstborn Reuben, secondborn Simeon, you have Levi, you have Judah, you have Gad, Naphtal, Abshah, all of them. Then you have Benjamin, Joseph, and you have all of them, like Issachar, Zebulon, 12 of them. So Jacob had legal wives, two, two sisters. He married the first sister, Leah, and the younger sister, Rachel, and they became rivals in the house. Then they gave him nurse. He was a very productive man, both in the field and in the room. <laughs> so they gave, they gave him a nurse for Leah and a nurse for Rachel. And apart from the two women, even the nurse had not given back to children for Jacob. What a man. <laughs> Hallelujah. So some children were born by the wives. Some were born by their concubines. But they were only sons, 12 of them. I think I've explained before why somebody asked uh, why Jacob locked up, why Joseph locked up Simeon and Levi. He just held Simeon back when they didn't know it was Joseph that they were talking to in Egypt. When they got to Egypt, he began to turn them. He said, You are spies. And they started begging, We are not spies. Because he saw that Benjamin was one of the, was not one of them, and that was that you know it was only him and Benjamin that their mom gave birth to. Others were born of Leah and the concubines, and he wanted to see Benjamin. I have not seen the guy for how many? I think he was in Egypt was seventeen. At that time, he was in his thirties or so. So for over thirteen years, he's so young for his brother. So he was like you know he was a, a, a very intelligent man. He said you are spies. They began to talk. Say we are not spies. We are twelve brothers. Our father gave birth to twelve. One is dead. And we're like, really? And at the last born is at home. That's why you are seeing 10 of us. He now said, you know what? I'm going to detain one of you until you bring. That last one. So he told Simon, you come here. And they tied him, put him inside the prison. Say, go and tell your father, I only trust you if you bring your last born and I can see that you are truly 11, I will leave you alone. And they were talking. Some of this story, when I read them alone, I cry. Now, he was talking to them through an interpreter. Because in those days, in Egypt, he speak Egyptian language. But they were speaking Arabic or so, or Hebrew. They were speaking Hebrew, he was speaking Arabic. So an interpreter would say what he would say to them, and would say, so they thought he wasn't hearing. So when he started harassing the one they said, she didn't tell not to kill Joseph. You see now, his blood is crying on us. At that point, he went out to cry. He didn't want to show. Then he came back and said, hey, 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 I'm going to deal with you guys. Then he said, I'm a good man. Let me pardon you. You can go. He said, but I'm holding this one back. And I started trying to say, why, why Simeon? He must have been the one that said, here comes the dreamer. <laughs> Let us kill him. Because if you study Bible, you can do your permutation and elimination. The first four, in those days, order, hierarchy, hierarchy was very important to them. You don't speak about the one older than you. They consider age as a very 
So Reuben was the firstborn, Simon was the secondborn, Levi was the thirdborn, Judah was the fourthborn. And they were the children of the first wife, which means double inheritance, or at least they were in charge. So it must have come from four of them. Nobody will speak over those four. They were the oldest and they were the first from the first wife. But then, the Bible started showing us the role others played. Reuben was one that said, let's put him in the pits. And the Bible put him in brackets so that he can come back to rescue the boy. He didn't want them to kill. So that means that proposal that here comes did not come from Reuben. Then Judah was one that tore his clothes. He was one that went to get food. And when he came back, they had sold the boy. He said, where is Joseph? Why do you guys do this? And he started crying. That means he was not the one. So it remained two guys. They were the only two people that entered. When their sister was raped, they killed all the men in that city. So when their father wanted to bless them, Genesis chapter 29, he said, Simeon and Levi, he said, instrument of cruelty. He said, oh my soul, stay away from them. So definitely. It was a bit the two of them. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Anyway, along the line, they got to the promised land and lands were distributed. The tribe of Benjamin just decided to be they began, they were the first people to begin to practice homosexuality. So the Bible talks about a guy. Mm. You know, one of the reasons why Reuben couldn't talk to say, hey, nobody's selling this boy, nobody's stealing this boy. They all knew that he was sleeping with the father's concubine. Sin is terrible. It makes you lose respect and authority. That's why you see men in their 60s, the girl that is sweeping, waving their head like this. Is one 90 year old girl somewhere. We saw a lot when I was in UI like that. Why a man will drive his car? Your son is saying, everybody's bound to you, but you can't park at the front of female hostel and one girl is touching your head and then calling you by name. You are the MD in the office. Oh, that's bad. Sin ridicules a man. It is true. You start hiding from what you should be bold about. Reuben was entitled to double portion of blessing. What stuff from saying that, hey guys? You want to kill your brother? Are you, are you okay? Why couldn't? Because somebody will be like, eh, are you talking now? <laughs> okay, stop us. When we get home, we go tell daddy. I was there that day when he was living with his crocodile. So the guy was like, he just became quiet. Are you with me? Let me say this to everybody. Let your life be very plain. Sin bears no, carries no advantage whatsoever. Even if you are not a billionaire, there is a peace you have when you live right. When nobody can use anything against you and you are not begging anybody not to say anything against you, it's a blessing. It's a good life to live. Hallelujah. You don't hear that they are calling you and your heart is beating because something you've done. Anyway, are you with me? So, the 12 tribes and a man in chapter 19. This is where the old story that we read just started from. He married a wife and the wife got angry with him and she left. I don't want to give us the labor of reading all through. She left. And then he went to the father's house, the father of that girl, to go and beg. Okay, I'm sorry, dear. That's why separation is not good. It leads to all kinds of evil. Say, I'm sorry. And the father of the girl was happy that he came to beg. And they began to entertain him. There are many lessons in this story, but I want to focus on where we are. 
So he said, when they settled this place, okay, let me take my habit going. The father said, Anna, it's too early, sit down. Just eat. And he, he ate till evening. In the evening, he said, it was when the father said, it's too late. Ah, something can happen. Why don't you wait till tomorrow? He waited about three days. The father kept pushing it. If you read the story, pushing it. Oh, it's too early. It's too late. Still wait. And, and finally, he said, you know what, sir? I'm going. But he left late. And as they were walking and taking their journey, just the two of them, they got to the land of Benjamin. They were crossing from another tribe. Remember, 12 tribes, like you have 12 different states. Let's say Nigeria, 12 states or 12 different local government. So crossing from one to another. So it was in Benjamin they got to and it was too late to travel in the night. Number one, nobody gave them accommodation. That was contrary to the brotherhood spirit among Israel. Nobody would leave you. That was why when Lord saw the two agents, he thought they were men. He brought them to his house. Nobody would allow anybody to sleep outside in those days. And you know what? My Yakus, thank God for great men. The loyalty and the respect and the honor that the men of old had is not common now. People will also go to any land that if they should put you in their house, they would rather die than anything should happen to you. Yes. You know what Lord did? When those men came to rape the two angels, angels came down, they were handsome men, the whole city gathered to rape them. Lord pushed out his own two daughters. The guys, instead of raping these men, they are under my roof, rape my daughters. No sane man, but in those days, it was a common thing. Yeah. There are tribes in Africa who are still like that. They consider it a, the greatest sin that anybody, anything should happen to anybody staying under their roof. If it's their people, it's had one of my friends in area in Nigeria where they kill Christians and everything. You understand what I'm saying? There was a man in that place that took them in and they were going. The man came out, he brought Petra and gave it to the people. He said, burn me first before you touch any one of them. That was what saved them. He said, I'm not going to be alive and watch you kill any of these people. He said, you guys are my neighbors and my brothers of the same religion. He said, but touch one of them, I will kill you. He said, so here's Petro. Burn me first before you start touching them. And their boss told them that leave these guys so they left them alone. Most of the bad men are not like that. But thank God for Adekule Fadri. Yes. The then governor of your state. When Agurosi was going to be killed, Agurosi was with him in the battle on state to as a, pre as a president. And they told Adekule Fadri, order from Abu, Agurosi must be killed. He said, no, he's with me in the battle. We can't kill him here. They called him out two times. They begged him and they made a call. He said he would die with him. They called him one more time. And they qualify your last warning. You are just a governor, you are not the president, you are not our target, you did not offend us. Let's kill Agurosi now. And they qualify, he said, You will kill me first before you kill Agurosi. So they gave me a peaceful death, one shot. But Agurosi was brought out, brutalized before kill. And I think 37 people shot him together. So I was reading the story not too long ago. So at least one Yoruba man like that. Other people say, I beg, carry out. Are you with me? So, in this story, in the night, the men of the city gathered and they said they wanted to rape the man. <laughs> Tribe of Benjamin. So, the man that took them in came out and said, my people, ah, ah. I just saw them on the street and brought them to the house. This is just 12 o'clock and you're all coming to rape them. And you know, they wanted to mob the man for stopping them. So, the man they wanted to mob the owner of the house. So the visitor pulled the owner in and pushed out his wife. And the Bible said they raped her till daybreak. And by daybreak, 
she held the door of the house, but she was so wounded that when the husband pulled down the mother, yeah, let's be going. He just pulled down like she just fell down for that she had died. So the man took axe and divided the woman into 12 pieces and sent it to each tribe of Israel that this is what we have become. Myself and my wife lodged somewhere in the night. Benjamites came out, raped my wife to death. I have divided her body for you to see what are you going to do about it. So this was what led to the war. So the whole Israel came together when they saw the body. They said, tell us the story. And he asked the owner of there, is it true? He said, yes. Ah. So they sent a message to Benjamin. Produce those men who did that now. Otherwise, you'll face the wrath of the remaining level tribes. Instead of Benjamin to listen, they gather weapons. And they said, okay, come. Now, why did I tell you the story? Interestingly, Israel prayed. They were fighting a just cause. Number two, they prayed. But the first time, Benjamin massacred them. And they were wondering, is God not on our side? These are some of the complicated stories in the Bible. Was God supporting Benjamin? Then the Bible said they went again to pray the second time. And then they launched an attack again. And Benjamin finished them again. But the third time. There are lessons in the story, but there's just one I want to bring out tonight. You see, the Bible said that seek the Lord when he may be found. So every time you pray and you know what to do, it's not enough. There is also when to do what you want to do. The first two times, God told them that the battle was real, that he will support them. He told them to go ahead and fight. But you will notice, God never told them when to. There are moments that are called golden moments in God. Spiritual things are very funny. And they are very deep. Like some people hearing me now, I'm sure they are wondering, things are very deep. For instance, I want to show you how a short time can make a remarkable difference spiritually. Some things cannot be repeated. Except under certain conditions. So, a good example. Here comes Esau that was so loved by his father. But just 30 minutes ago, the father blessed Jacob. The Bible says Esau arrived as Jacob was hardly going out of the presence. So, there was just about two minutes difference. Now, he showered all the blessings on Jacob. And two minutes after that, he could not do anything about himself. You want to realize the situation Isaac himself was in on that day? That the son you love is crying before you that, Daddy, you mean there's no blessing for me and there's nothing you can do about it. He said, your brother stole away your blessing two minutes ago. And you know what? What happened two minutes ago, I can't repeat it again. It's gone. I don't know if somebody gets what I'm saying. If we read Numbers 14, from verse 28, God said that, tell them what I have heard them say. That is how I will deal with them. That was when they went to spy the land in chapter 13, 12 and 13. And they brought a report. And then only Joshua and Caleb said, we can defeat them. The rest said, we cannot go. And mostly God told me that, tell them that, okay, no problem. You want to stay around 40 more years, stay around. Each day will be 
a year. And they stayed there. Now, when they heard the rebuke, the same day, when Moses said, God said, you guys are still naked people. You are very, people of unbelief. That's why you are doubting my ability to give to the promised land. No problem, 40 years. Then the men of war gathered. Just a few minutes after, almost even in the evening, and said that Moses, we are sorry. We are sorry about what we said in the morning. Now we are going to fight them. And Moses said that, you don't know, understand. The grace that was available six hours ago is gone. Look at the last part. They went to the battle and the enemies wasted them. In the spirit realm, when it comes to a matter of obeying God, don't procrastinate. Some things, if the day goes, you might not be able to repeat it again. God is not a man. Be conscious of that at all times. Spirit realm is different from physical realm. When you are dealing with God, you are not dealing with man. The same thing when you are dealing with Satan. It is important to understand this. For the men of Israel, nobody, if a prophet like Samuel was around, as at that time, Israel had lost it. In the time of, you know, Joshua started the book of Joshua. And then some other judges came after Joshua. Deborah, different people. In the book of Judges. But towards the end of Judges, there was no strong judge again. That's why you will see that in that battle they went for, there was no commander. There was no man of wisdom. The next person we're going to see was Eli in 1 Samuel chapter 1. They didn't even tell us the high priest that was in charge. Only that Phineas son was in charge of the Ark of Covenant. But they did not consult the guy directly. They went to pray in temple, yes, but it did not appear like a judge that had control over the people. The Bible says in those days, there was no elder in Israel. Everybody was doing whatever he felt like doing. If there was a man with an experience of working with God, he would have just added that one bit. Before they lost 40,000, he would have said that, you see, when you pray and ask God for something, and he tells you what to do, also tarry a little more to know when to do what you are doing. It was the third time they went to pray that God said, I will deliver the Benjamite into you, your hand tomorrow. I would have loved to show you when David also prayed against the Philistine. Then David asked that, how should we do the battle? The Lord said that when you hear the sound of movement on the mulberry tree, then attack them. In everything that God does with man on earth, there is a time. That's what I would say for every purpose. Ecclesiastes. Every purpose under the sun. Everything. Is somebody with me? There are times that you are dating somebody. There is a time that is the best time for you guys to marry. When you don't, that relationship might not make sense again. It is true. Because to every purpose, there is time. You can be doing the right thing, but you are doing that at the wrong time. When you see people who are very gifted, maybe they have a business, they also work in an office. What they really need to pray about is that if they miss the timing to transit, you can do it too early. You leave that one for that bishop, that bishop will just crash. Or you can do it too late. Only people get it right. It is true. Yeah. When we left school, only few of my friends, there were some few ones, they just felt led that they should not do masters for she go and get a job first. 
I know one of them. It was his office that sent to go and do masters abroad. Retained his job, even when he was doing master there. Paid everything for the by the office. I think he earns about 4.2 million per month now. Office paid for his ad admission, paid for everything there. Retained his job while he was there. The rest that rushed to do master, they came back and they were getting a job of 250,000 per month. One of them came and was lamenting that Kiwaloshi, Kiwaloshi, Master Sun, because he just went there. You see, all I've shared today, they that wait upon the Lord, why they only do their strength, that there are things God will tell them. I know, maybe by upper we will begin to explain how exactly I am not a prophet. I am not an apostle. But how do I hear the voice of God? There are things I can teach and show you from the Bible how, as a Christian, you hear the voice of God regularly. There's no audible voice you are hearing, but you know the will of God part time for every matter around you. Is somebody with me? Once you see people trying to transit, they relocate, they change jobs, and everything knows dime. The protocol of divine timing has been violated. Yes. Is somebody with me? You and your husband can live somewhere and be happy. You can go elsewhere. And for the father, you change location. It might begin to affect the marriage. We have seen this thing over and over and over again. It's very important. Time and season. You got times and seasons in your hand. You call for lights out of darkness. It's like a person steps into darkness once you miss divine timing. It is true. This is why we pray a lot. From time to time. That's why I say you should pray without season. It does not mean you stay permanently on your knees. It means that cultivate the attitude around you. Remind yourself that you are praying. So when you get up on your, from your knees in the morning, you are out in the day. Yes, you are walking, but Keep the thoughts of what you have prayed about inside there. Remember from time to time that there is a matter you prayed about in the morning. When you do that, when an opportunity comes during the day, you will recognize the answer. Others cannot. Because answers can come in different ways. You can be watching TV and God can actually speak to you from a program about why your product is not selling much. You just say an adjustment to make. Why you will recognize is that you have kept the conscious, you are conscious or the fact that you pray about something in the morning. It is true. You are being inside traffic and just see something. And that is what shows you. just see, wow, why don't we do this thing like this? And then everything changes from that moment. Many times there are heavenly communications around, around us, but we don't pick it. Worship will help you and prayer will help you. See, this is why I want to say this. I, I will say it as blunt as in this is See, the evil that phone is doing to us, one of the things that you've been given by God as a gift is attention. Attention is a gift in the spirit. My son, attend to my word. But everything in our time is bombarding our attention. Everything. One jokes here, one cartoon here, one comedy here, one day there, one call here, one everything. Once you don't have moments where you allow your mind to think without interference, it will be difficult to ascend to certain levels in life. 
it will shock you that most of people producing those things don't use them as frequently as Africans or other people do. They made a, they check something. They say about 80% of celebrities don't watch themselves on TV. Others are watching. That's why they cannot be like them. You are not aware that most people you watch on TV don't watch themselves. Most of people that are made frontline, they don't read about themselves. People read about them. Because there is a law, a law of concentration. Yes. I'm not saying it's wrong to read anything. But if you find that every day back to back, you are just busy for nothing. When you are free, you see at times, stay away from this phone. It's a problem. Yes. It must not begin to rule you. You can take a walk within your premises in your house at times. Deliberately leaving your phone in the room. At times, sit down your seat with your phone in the room. You didn't come to the house with phone. Sometimes, please, switch off TV, switch off everything, and just sit down alone. You are not even praying, but just sit down alone. Learn to be alone at times. Moments like that, you hear beyond normal information. But if once you, you are not working, you're on your phone. Once you are not on your phone, you're on the TV. Kilo day. <laughs> Attention is a blessing. Quietness is a blessing. Quiet time is not only that we pray during quiet time. Quiet time means what it means. Quiet. I love what you said when you're talking to the cell people, talking about like you like it quiet in the morning. It's it's a good virtue. Don't just let the day start and everything will plug to your day. And then you are talking, talking, talking to this. I don't like picking calls in the morning. I said it's an emergency call also. People just come in, come into everything, and then they messed up the day for you. You know, some of you, when you wake up, even in the middle of the night, the first thing you check is your phone. Ah. Uh, <laughs> You are a victim of programming. Somebody is programming you wrongly and you are accepting it. You wake up in the morning, the first thing you check is your phone. And since you've been checking it, you have not made one billion. And you keep checking. See, I'm not saying phone is right. I have phone. But I'm just saying that. Can you at times just leave your phone alone? Your life is bigger than your phone. Many things that the Lord would have loved to show many of us. You know, some people sleep, they watch something on their foot, they fall asleep. And that is the origin of evil dreams. <laughs> what is appearing to you are the one giving them the screen to appear. <laughs> so that's how they're appearing to you. I believe the last thing you should do on your bed. First of all, pray. after prayer, last you should do is to sit down on the bed and think. Then, when you feel it, give thanks to God and sleep. That's the best way to sleep. Bible says, let them sing aloud on their beds. We read that Psalm 149. That's what to do on your bed. And Bible is talking about meditating on your bed. When you switch up that light, if you are the type and you are not afraid of the dark, <laughs> there are those who leave their light on in the room because so that nothing will appear to them. In the first place, is it the bomb that will stop Satan? When he comes, he will remove you and the bomb. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. When I was so I used to be very afraid of dark. I just know myself. So you mean if an enemy come, what would not stop is because the light is on? <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. Amen. If you need to sleep, sleep. Don't worry. Nothing is catching you. I don't sit and play. You know, do you know that people listening to me that they are still afraid of staying alone? And once you're alone, you hear a sound of a cockroach under the head. They have come. Who are you waiting for that have come? He <laughs> did that, all that to me when I was young. I just sleep and enjoy yourself. There's nothing. Hallelujah. Amen. Hope I've liberated somebody now. <laughs> you know, the, the rate which you will run to pick your phone, one light goes off suddenly. So you can put on the light. <laughs> that moment when it's dark, it's as if they are coming. So you put on light. The light of your phone is not the light of God. It's just the light of God. Why don't you sit down there one day to prove that nothing will happen? <laughs> Somebody say, Pastor, we don't know. We know. No, no. <laughs> nothing. I, because I used to watch other films there when I was young. I broke it one day. I just said to myself, you know, whatever we appear, should appear. So they took light in my house. My brothers were in the city room. I was in the room. I wanted to run. Then I went back to the bed. I said, no. I was lying on the bed. I stayed there. Honestly, I felt as if forces were coming. I was sweating there. As if one was about to touch my leg. Then the vivid picture of those other films. Something that would just come out of there. You know, Freddy Cook. I don't know to say what them. But I stayed there. And after a while, nothing. I said to myself, there's nothing. Then from that day, I started practicing it. I was not even a Christian then. I just said to myself, why should I be tormenting myself? Because on two occasions, as a young boy, instead of going to the bedroom, I united beside the bed. But there was no bedroom in the room. The fear of my father had switched off all the lights, you know, to the other extreme of the house. So I woke up, I was pressing the night. I looked right, looked right, they were all sleeping. So I just put the mattress on one side. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be telling you this. <laughs> so some of you did you did more you did more more terrible things than that. <laughs> and I was there I took cup also. Right inside the cup and kept it. So early day before they all woke up, I carried it. I got my father will beat for. <laughs> but see, and I still kept watching the other film. Self-afflicted. I don't. <laughs> Hallelujah. But God is merciful. My cousin came on somebody one day and I just told me that. But what you do of him? In night, he was not afraid. I, said, I asked him. He said, they're in America. We are here now. <laughs> he said, they don't even know my name. He said, so what? <laughs> he said, did you see the end of the film that they appear to Charlie there? He said, are you Charlie? He said, well, let's sleep. <laughs> that also gave me some courage. I mean, the guy could think, well, just like, <laughs> they are in America. He said, the film. He said, shall I after the film? Did you see the names of the actor? He said, they are going to act another film again next month. He said, that means they are alive. That even the one we saw that died, did not die. He said, so I'm beside. That's Charlie. I am talking. Let's sleep. <laughs> God bless that guy. God, he tells me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is someone blessed tonight? Spend time to make inquiries. And then when you do, wait for details. Wait for details. Even when you have heard from God, pray a little more. Sometimes there is more. Sometimes there is more. I can give you stories upon stories of people who misunderstood what God was saying and rushed out. 
and the end was not good. And they were like, but God spoke to me. Sometimes, yes, the Lord can show you a vision now that what he wants you to do about is in 27 years' time. Hope you know that God does not rush. Personally, I do know many people. Thank God for the way he helped some of us who went to start a church because they saw a vision and the end was not good at all. At least I can count six people. All the six churches now, none is in existence again. One of them resigned his lucrative job. I've seen about two, three people do that. They nearly lost their family for it. The wife starved like. And I said, look, whatever is of God, the result will show this can be God. When you are suffering for God and his work, you will still know, but this one, everything was. He will not send you to a place where you lose your marriage and lose everything. And truly, what he saw, he saw. But you see, after seeing this, you can wait. This is important. I will, I, will, I will close with this. See, when I was in school, there was this lady that were close and I was liking her. She was in our fellowship, very powerful woman of God. So, <laughs> I don't want to go into because a lot of people watch us and, you know, stories like that, you are the pastor now, they are not, it must not you must not use the opportunity to say a story that we portray the other person in. So I, I remember that I was lying down in the afternoon praying and I saw that I was in a house and her mom gave me food. And we were eating together and we were really bonding, talking and everything was like, this is your wife. So I knew from the sleep that, wow. So I woke up. Somebody had said she was coming to check me in the hostel. By two, it was Saturday. Ladies were allowed to come into the room from like uh, 10 o'clock or so. We were in Zico also, like 10 on Saturday till at the 6. Supposed that on her way to prayer meeting, that she would just branch, she would see me, and I said, okay, no problem. Someone else. When I woke up and I was pondering on that dream, I heard a voice that instead of that someone else that said she was coming, is this woman you saw in your dream? Just to portray what you saw. And she was one that came truly. Oh, like, he didn't say we were coming, she was just passing me. And then we thought we had a wonderful fight. And I was 100% convinced that she was the one. You are the one. <laughs> but for some reasons, I decided to do two things. Two weeks of praying for 20 minutes every day about it. And I told two of my friends, join me in praying. I said, because I don't trust my decision. Within those two is what I saw. Thank God. Thank God. Ah, no, the story didn't end well at all. She went to some relationship and I just decided immediately, those two just opened my eyes to see that cancel the dream and a dream can come from anybody. It does not mean that because you have dreamt, it's of God. That was how God saved me. How old was I? A very young guy. But how did God teach me all these things? It's just a matter of grace, honestly. But nobody told me to go and pray more. I just decided, okay, now that I know she's the one, can I just pray a little more? And I found that I was wrong. The voice I heard was not of God. Love can make your spirit talk to you. And you will think it's God. Lust can also make your spirit talk to you. 
Were you lost after something? Yeah. You can really want to go to Canada. You just see an angel writing Canada in your dream. It's not an angel. <laughs> Let's write. Is someone blessed tonight? Have you learned something? The year is coming to an end. September, October, November, December, they'll be amazing for all of us. Remember the word that came? We will start having things that our effort cannot get. It's a phase that God has decided to bring us into. Yes. You will hear testimonies of jobs and contracts and opportunity beyond people's ability. It's all for the kingdom. God is promoting people because you must represent him in different quarters in this world. The world is getting very dark. More and more dark, more and more. What Jesus said is coming to me, shall be hated by all nations for my sake. People are hating Christians without cause now and it's affecting some Christians. Just let a pastor say anything on Facebook. Even when, when the word is right, some people find a way to still attack it and say, hey, and so what? And then it's just increasing and increasing and increasing. It's the last days. We are there right now. One night when you come, by the grace of God, I will show you the four horse riders in Revelation chapter 6. They call them the four horse riders of the apoc apocalypse. I will show you who are the four, first four horse riders. They are already here. They have been here for a while. Revelation is written in symbols. The locusts with fire coming out of the mouth that John saw is just a jet, war jet. If you have never seen plane before, that's how you would describe the one you see. It's created like a board. So John was not seeing a demon becoming a board. What he saw was just war planes and everything. These things can all be explained and you will see that all the signs are here. Yes. Nations that will take over from UN is getting set. The platform is already provided for one world leader. And the prophet that will join him is getting ready. You'll see now they've just signed the treaty for one world religion. Everything is getting said. You will know that these things are happening because they mention them in news, but you are not aware until this law binds on everybody, which is about to start happening. Nobody's going to write CCs on your boy. It's not that it's CCs, CCs, No, it's a matter of microchip or something. Yeah, a time comes. You'll pass through a building, you identify automatically. All towards what? So the journey started a long time ago with ATM card and the rest. It's not the ATM is not the mark of the beast. But as technology advances and more and more, vaccine is not. But everything is journey towards one thing. Yes. Are you with me? So we should know. But God will not leave himself without a witness. In every field, he's also still promoting people. And promoting people. We are light. We are not afraid of any time. It's our time to shine. Are we going to be persecuted emphatically? Yes. Are we going to witness tribulation? We don't know. I told you before there's post tribulation, mid tribulation, and uh, neo tribulation. Some believe we are going to go before the seven years will start. Some believe that we are going to go half, three and a half before the Antichrist unleashes terror because it's going to be a man of peace at the beginning. Very nice, very friendly. And some say it's a system. Whether a man or a system, it will be friendly at the beginning, at the end of the day, 
and then some believe that we're going to be here till the end. Whichever one, no shaking. <laughs> I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Is that your decision? Your life, your home, your finance, everything must honor Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for your word. Help us to be doers and not hearers only. In Jesus' name. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, we'll be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.